It's gonna be crazy because I'm so excited. I just really love like watching what he does. It's James Charles. It is so cool. This is I illegal. Know. Is this why you moved to LA? Yes. <laughs> I'm wondering, Mom, what was it like raising such a special James? <laughs> oh, God. Um, James is, still is, spirited. It's um, <laughs> a good way to put it. Which, yes, he's very intense. <laughs> he is very stubborn. He always has been, even mm. since he was a baby. Very articulate, mm. but just because he's so headstrong, he was just very hard to raise. You told me what the pediatrician told you. Yes. What did she say to you? Um, James didn't sleep through the night for probably two and a half years. So my husband and I went to the doctor, pulling our hair out because we didn't know what to do. And she said to us, James isn't going to be an easy child to parent, but he's going to do great things in life. So I'll never forget that because she was so on the money. Loeb, what is it like as a father to see your son and know that he's inspired all these people? Proud. Mm. Immensely proud. Um, you always want to see your kids succeed. Um, like Christy said, he was he was a difficult child. So to see him do the things he does, mm. uh, it's surreal. Did you know he would grow up to do something like this? Yeah. He was always handsy, very, always very handsy. So with building blocks or Thomas the Train tracks or Legos or connects, it didn't matter. Um, he wanted uh, uh, the Taj Mahal um, in Legos. So we got him the Taj Mahal. And for four and a half hours, he sat there and put together 4,000 pieces of the Taj Mahal. Yeah and put it together. What did you think the first time that James came to you and said he was interested in makeup? Or the first time you saw him in a full face of makeup? I think I was a little surprised. Mm. That's a good good word for it, I think, right? <laughs> oh, that's one word. How would you describe her reaction the first time? She was mad at first. Really? She didn't really it was just like a confusing moment because mm. we didn't really know what was going on. And she was scared for me and my safety. Mm. And it just like it blew up into a huge fight. Um, so how did you guys work through that? just sat down and talked, human to human. We had to explain where she told me where I was coming, or where she was coming from, and I had to explain to her where I was coming from and why I was wearing it, and how I was still happy with myself, and I was confident in myself, but it was just a way to express myself. And once we kind of sat down and heard each other out, it was fine. Early on, 
and consistently, I always looked at it from an artistic standpoint. Mm. Even the makeup side of it. Mm. I mean, the, he would do some of the looks that he's done to me as a canvas. His face is his canvas. Um, but the, the makeup was just, and I thought, I just looked at it as an extension of that. Everyone again agree we're very happy James Charles is who he is today. And now all the sisters Thanks, are guys. here. And sisters first, who's excited? Is this not the greatest day? this question. She goes, I recently attended the Women's March in New York City and there were signs that targeted a lot of issues, especially the issue of gender inequality. Yes. What would you say is an issue you are particularly passionate about and what do you think needs to be done to fix that problem in our society? I think gender inequality is a huge issue that I am passionate about, especially in the beauty community. The beauty community is one of the only industries that's mm dominated kind of by women as opposed to men. And I think just like you guys are fighting the fight in every other industry, I'm fighting the fight for equality for men in the beauty industry, but I think it should be even everywhere across all industries to try to advocate as much as I possibly can, really get boys involved and let everybody know that it's okay and it's fun to do. Maddie is up next. Maddie, wait hey, for girl. Maddie. So one of Maddie's you want to hear is, is it hard to be famous and give up your privacy? And if so, how do you deal with that? I think that's probably the one bad thing about having a following online is the privacy issue. Um, it's really hard, and like I had a few, like a thing a few weeks ago where people were showing up at my house, which was scary. I do have a security guard and an assistant that always travels with me, and I'm usually surrounded by my full team whenever we do go places. So it's easy to kind of like go around and be careful, but it does definitely get scary. I think people take it as like. Oh, like you make videos all the time, so like you share a lot about your daily life. Like, okay, we're gonna come over, but it's like, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Olivia, Olivia, hey what's up? All right, Olivia. All right, no peeking, James. Who is your favorite celebrity whose makeup you've done, and what dream celebrity do you want to do makeup for? Well, you stumped him, Olivia. Well, everybody that I've like, okay, so I've had a lot of people that I've wanted to glam, and I still have a lot of people on that list. But my dream collab was Demi, and I already did it, so that one was checked right off. Um, she's like my favorite person in the entire world, and she's been such a huge role model to me. I guess my next would be like Miley. I want to do her makeup so badly. I love Miley. Uh, Mia, give little sister hello down there. What's up, Mia? Mia wants to know how has toxic masculinity affected you at all? Um. Not much, because I have a very, very thick skin and a strong personality where it, like, it doesn't bother me that often. But when meeting new people, especially guys, it can be a little bit scary at first because I know that I'm walking into a situation with usually full hair, full makeup, full nails, and it can be a little bit scary sometimes, but um, I try just not to let it affect me. Uh, Jamie. Jamie. Hey, girl. All right, Jamie wants to know, and I'm curious as well, are you the same or different on and off camera? I don't know, you tell me. <laughs> well, I guess, we're, I guess we're on camera right now, but I definitely would say I'm very much the same. All of my like catchphrases and everything are all things that I really do say all the time in person. <laughs> Social media is obviously a tailored version of what you want people to see. So yes, my videos are all super positive and my Instagram pictures are positive, but I do have off days and sad days just like everybody else. Okay, what are your favorite catchphrases? Sisters, love that. Love, love that. Yeah. What else you got? Love that. And fresh. Good and fresh. Good and fresh is my, per, one of my favorites It's your right favorite? Now. Yeah. Good and fresh. Sister Shook. Yeah. Sister Shook. You're kidding. <laughs> You're kidding. No, Rafaela? Okay, are you, I'm, 
ask two of yours because I was really curious as well about sisters. Raffaele wants to know, where did your inspiration to say, hi sisters, in the beginning of every video come from? So it started because my best friends and I named our group chat sisters like two <laughs> years ago. And um, I don't know where it came from. It just literally happened one day. I bought everybody custom embroidered sisters denim jackets for Christmas one year, just for like funsies. Um, we took like, a group photo of us all together and people were like, oh my God, sisters, 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 so cute. And when it came time to like naming my fan base, I hate saying fans. I think it's, it's just like tacky. So I was like, I want to call them something fun. And for me, since I already called my closest friends sisters, it made sense to call all of you guys sisters because like, I like to think of you guys as my close friends and family too. Well, also from Raffaella, she wants to know, how was your high school experience and what advice can you give to kids in high school right now? Oh, my high school experience was pretty good. Um, I really liked high school a lot. Actually, I was good in it. I graduated early with a 4.0, so perfect mm -hmm. score, which is great. Um, but I was always a pretty smart kid. School came kind of easy to me, thank God. But education is extremely important, and I definitely value it. And um, I think it's really important to like try your absolute best. Oh, this one I'm excited for. Erica. Hi, how are you? Erica, what's up? OK, I'm, I'm also curious about this one. So James. What yeah. is your favorite look you've created? Oh, that's a hard one. I would probably have to say the Unleash Your Inner Artist look that's like on the palette, the, <laughs> the paintbrush right there, that look. Just because like it's such a cool play on regular makeup, like the fact that I'm like painting it on. It took like six hours to do on the photo shoot. It was so hard to plan out and like get the illusion to work. Cause I had to like, put my face on first, but then put the white over top. But like in reality, if you were painting, you'd have white and then you'd put everything else over top. So I had to like kind of work backwards, but it was a really fun challenge. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Teo, Teo, all right. Teo wants to know, what advice would you give to a kid who's passionate in pursuing a career in the beauty industry? Oh, are you interested in pursuing a career in the beauty industry? Yeah. Okay, yeah. love that. Yeah. What type of career are you thinking about? Like influencer or like makeup artist? Specifically makeup artist? I think the best piece of advice I could give would be like really f work on your skill set and figure out what's going to set you apart. You have to be in it because you really want to do it and because you have talent. And at the end of the day, if you have a passion for it, you can keep practicing and practicing and practicing and practice does make perfect. See what works, see what doesn't and just do your research and once you kind of get everything together, I promise you'll kill it. This is a joint one from Zoe and Allison. Who inspired you the most to start doing makeup designs? Ooh, well I would say when I first started watching makeup videos, it was really like Jaclyn Hill and Nikki tutorials. They were two of my all-time favorites. They kind of taught me how to do like makeup in general, but I think it was just once again, like my dad said, I just always liked art growing up. Mm -hmm. So I think doing the more crazy looks just kind of happened on my own. And like I said, I started on Halloween too. So that was kind of like the perfect time to start testing it out. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, where's Polly? Hi, Polly. Hey, girl. Uh, so Polly wants to know, do you have any other projects in the works? I am working on a lot of different things, including, I can't tell you. But oh, that's such a tease. I know. I, I, was gonna, I was going to say something, but there's. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, everything that I've kind of talked about in my videos, like I want to work on music. I'm working on Sisters Apparel oh. a whole lot. You never know what products will come out too. So it's not like a secret because I've talked about wanting to work on all these things. But just know that I am actively working on a lot of different projects. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, Haley. Haley wants to know, what's the one makeup product you cannot live without? Ooh. Well, I'm probably going to say my palette, as cheesy as that is, <laughs> just because there, there's literally every color in there, so you can create anything with it. I was able to literally complete my entire face of makeup with the palette. 
So, like, pretty good, pretty fresh, kind of fun, kind of funky. So. Ayana, oh, we love this question, all right? Ayana wants to know, and so do I, okay. what's your biggest pet peeve? Oh, let me tell you what my biggest pet peeve is. <laughs> We've got a list. There's, there's many of them, but I think probably my number one would be being late. Um, mm. I'm someone who is super, super busy all the time, and I run my life on my calendar. Um, my assistant, my manager, my producer, and I are all on it all day long. And a lot of my friends are too, so they can check it instead of having to ask me when I'm available. It's crazy, and I devote so much of my time to the people that I love. So when I make plans or when I'm ready to film and somebody's late or cancels last second, you are going to get a nasty text message from me. Abigail. So Abigail wants to know, and this is a great question, um, what was it like finding fame so young? Really strange. Um, it's something that, of course, like every kid dreams of at some point, but you never, you have no idea what it's like until you're in it. And I feel like it's hard too because, like, whether anybody wants to believe it or not, there are a lot of hardships that come with it. And of course, it's, it's a blessing, and there's so many amazing perks, but like the privacy issue, people expecting everything of you, the high expectations, like the intense hate comments, like, there's a lot to deal with that people maybe don't understand. So, going from a normal 16 year old kid to all of a sudden having millions of people watching your every single move. It, there's nothing like it in the entire world. Live every day and be the best version of me. And if I mess up, it's okay because I'm learning and growing and I'm able to really just grow with my followers too and just be a really good person. That kind of goes into some of our final questions here. Um, Dahlia wanted to know sort of how you deal with bullies out there. Bullies online, yeah. bullies in real life. How have you dealt with them and how would you uh, help advise people to deal with the bullies in their life? For me, I've always had a very, very thick skin. I did get bullied a lot in high school and I personally just ignored it. And I would try really hard to not pay attention. And if sometimes too, it is important to stand up for yourself. And sometimes I would clap back and they weren't expecting that. And when it hit them, they were like, oh, I see the game you're playing. But that being said, it is good to sometimes ignore it because people will get bored. And a lot of times kids that are bullying you have literally nothing better to do. And a lot of times they're insecure with themselves and they want to push that anger onto somebody else. I would so much rather be that punching bag for people because I don't care and I know that I am blessed and have amazing people around me rather than allowing them to hate on somebody else who maybe can't handle it and might not take it as well or might, God forbid, do something dangerous to themselves. All right, I think this is the last question Casey wants to know. What's a surprise that people might not realize about life as a YouTube influencer? Uh, it's really hard. I feel like a lot of people think it's like just setting up your little camera, turning on your light, pressing record and calling it a day. When in reality, like it's a full production always. When I first started, it was only just me in the basement downstairs with a few soft boxes and a ring light and I was editing it all myself. But as I've grown and grown and now I do two videos a week and they're pretty big production, I have a full team around me that I pay a salary to and it's crazy to think that way at age 19, but it's a, it's a full-time job.